We are. We are. We are. We are. Rising Youth. All right, hello and welcome. This is the third episode of the Worry Podcast today. I'm sitting here with all the boys that are involved in Worry. What up, boys? What's up? What's How are you doing, doing, Sean? I'm real excited to have this conversation with you all today. Meme, what, what are your thoughts? How are you feeling about this? I'm excited to share a little bit of stories and like what we've been through, what we've learned as a group and each like of us have different experience and backgrounds, so I'm excited of how it's gonna come up. I hope y'all enjoy it. All right, so let's jump right into it. Steph, I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking, man, why are you here? Like, what are you doing here with Wary, and what really drives you to be a part of this group? I've always kind of been big into. Um social movements and and social enterprise and just seeing the way that like people coming together can make a big impact and really influence things and so when i first heard about wary it was from meme telling us about how he had this vision of creating a movement for people our age and really how he wanted to take it into spreading it amongst the youth so it could be something that was normalize uh i think something like sexual violence isn't talked about as much in at our age and i think that by bringing light to it i thought it was like the perfect vehicle almost for for creating lasting change h what about you man so i met my girlfriend this summer i heard this movement through her and then got caught on because it's really interesting because i'm i'm a nursing student a catholic right now and have my clinical and uh, when I do my rounds and stuff, I see my patient. Sometimes we get into like deep talks about sexual assault. So joining this movement made me realize, spread the, the awareness and better myself. And I can talk to my patient more in my career, like later on. All right, Sebastian, what about you, man? Yeah, I was about to jump in on that point. And that's like something that I was going to say. I think this is something that, um, you know, everybody needs to be a part of. And just as H was saying, you know, he comes across that in his career. Um, I think um, in a lot of ways, um, us as guys, we don't have the same life experience collectively that women do. So um, it's really important to be a part of this conversation because honestly, the truth is that you could go throughout your whole life, like without having to talk about that, but that is a privilege. And so what um, drives me to be a part of this group, I guess, is um, making sure that I'm not part of the problem. Because truth is, like, if you're a guy, you can just like reap the benefits of being a guy and not think about the privileges that come with that. And then you're just benefiting from the from a vicious cycle. So we're just here to here to learn and share what we learned along the way. So something I've realized throughout, you know, all the learning and all the research we've done through as a group and as my personal point of view is that like there's specific words that like we're not supposed to say. And like one of them is like the art word and you, 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 you know, you trigger the victim and, and the survivor once you say those words. And something we are trying to do is not victimize them, you know, and not trying to trigger their experience and their like memories. You know, because they they go through an amount of PTSD and other kind of stuff. So uh, helping them through that and like being knowing what is the right process to helping your friend or the survivor 
is something that has like helped me uh, since we've created the group. I think probably the most influential thing for me was I know some of the people at Wary have worked with, uh, especially especially some of the girls have worked with survivors, and they know really well. Like we had um, Sabrina who got really close with uh, Sky, and just getting to hear the story and and really seeing what she went through and how she's come out of it to the end. Um, and then just trying to transform like what she did into other people's lives. I think that's, that's something that I've learned. The fact that there can be life after a tragic event. Yeah. Shoshan, what have you learned now since you joined the group? Joining Wary has really helped me realize that there's so much more to learn when it comes to this topic that so much farther beyond what anything I learned in school about sexual violence. Yeah. Um, educating is a big factor of our group, you know, uh, trying to educate the, our listeners and our, like the survivors around us, w yeah. what to do and like how, how to interact with one each other, you know, yeah. some, something that I, I like the reason why I wanted to create this is because at the beginning, I didn't really have anyone to talk to when like, I mean, what happened to me was when I was a child and, it, it was hard because like there wasn't really no one to talk about it so I kind of put it in my back and I like ignored it for the longest time and maybe there was some stuff that triggered me that I didn't realize until I finally let it out and that feeling of like letting out your story and telling it to someone else was like so great like I felt amazing after it I felt like I was you know re rebirth it, it was it was really nice because I also had like supported friends. I had a supported girlfriend. She's not my girlfriend anymore, but you know, it, it, we she she was there for me, and that's something that we are trying to create. That is like being able to be there for the survivor and to help each other. Yeah, to help each other, being a community. The community. I think that's one of the most important things that I learned, especially because, as you said, uh, as Sean, you were saying how it's different for us. Uh, acting as supporters and not survivors um, but I have seen the impact that um, which is what we're trying to do create a community I've seen the impact that like having that support uh, can make on a person's life to f so that they feel that uh, they're not alone and they feel um, that they're getting advice from someone who's actually been through what they they're going through and I think that's one of the most important things that we're doing perhaps the most important thing apart from educating and stuff like that is building a community for support yeah and one thing that i think is really important when we talk about that is also like um victims who are male you know um and like a lot of times um i think as men may talk like it's a lot harder to, to come out with your story just because like it's much more uncommon uh and you're like really scared of the reception but that's why we're here and that's where his purpose to provide a safe and comfortable environment for all survivors, regardless of their gender. And for more information about sexual violence against male victims, click on the link in the description. It'll take you to our website, that's wearymovement.com. And it's a great resource, uh, whether you're looking for answers or if you just wanna be able to support a friend or someone you know, go check it out. Sorry to cut you off. What else you guys wanna talk about? You know, one thing we could talk about is consent. You know, people like should. I feel like it's 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 not as understood as it should be. You know, for for a lot of reasons, like there's a lot of like 
misunderstandings. Misunderstandings and like gray area, like it should be a black and white, right? Like you need an active yes, an active confirmation, right? It's not the denial, it's not the like absence of no, it's the presence of a yes. Um, and that doesn't count when you're not sober. Exactly. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. It is as simple as that. Then it's still no. then, then there's no consent because yeah. neither of you can give consent if you're not sober. Exactly. So no, no means no. So. It's that simple. Everybody needs to get it, and that's that. I, I mean, does anybody have any personal experiences, like any stories? Um, like I don't know whether you you were a bystander some way you uh, did or did not get involved. Well, I I do have a story, you know. Like I I have been at a party and maybe I've been the bystander and I haven't acted the right way. But I've seen other people right the right way. Like someone was getting too close to a girl that you clearly knew she was not in the right mindset, and, and there was this guy trying to bother her. So like he here his friend comes by and he's like, yo, you know, like it's probably not the right time today. Like maybe talk to her like when she's sober because right now it's just not the right moment for it. So like that's a, an action we want to see more often. And that is sometimes rarely to see, you know, a guy stopping another guy in that kind of action. And yeah, I think people also like underestimate how severe something can be. You know what I mean? Like they see something happening and then in the moment, you know, you could see someone maybe getting a little bit too pansy or comfortable with uh, someone who's not in the state of mind to give consent and they just think nothing of it they're like okay it's not that big of a deal and then i think that's when we can help in helping them show like hey something you know even though it may not seem that severe at the moment can completely change someone's life you could save someone's life for that. Yeah, you know, I saw this like video on Instagram. It might have been like Twitter or something of this guy. Like, it's just like Meme said. It's all about creating like a, an environment where everyone feels safe. You know, like this video was of this guy, like this big guy, and he was like walking on a bike path right behind this girl, and they were walking around the same pace, and he like took like a 10, 15 minute break so that she could pass because he understood that he was like. A huge like a big guy following this girl for a path that could be like miles down long you know so like even if even if he didn't have to do that you know he's doing it out of consideration and that's kind of like the culture that we have to like create yeah i think too many guys don't understand that when you're like pressuring someone and you you continue to pursue after you know the initial no or like the wait till or just like later yeah when when you're doing that it's like it's still not consent like even if you do eventually get a yes or if if the other person has to feel like they're giving into it that's not also not consent i just thought i should bring that up no, yeah, for sure. I totally agree with that. Like every time I do have intercourse, I do make sure, you know, like that I I am having that consent from that person. Like it, it's a it's a two and two situation. It's not just like just me wanting it. Like I, she also is the one like, you know, want to be a part of this interaction because it, it takes two two persons to to tango. tango to tango. It takes two persons to tango and like That's right. you always yeah. you always need that consent. You
Yeah, I think a lot of it is making sure both people are on the same page. You know, I think uh, Sean might have touched on this uh, when he was saying, or just just the whole thing about not inferring. Uh, you have to make sure that things are explicit, and like you both know where things are heading. That way, you can avoid any uncomfortable situation for for both parties, really. Yeah, one thing I, I think is also related to this, like whether you're like it's just a group of two people, like like you're just in a relationship or like you're in a group with some friends. I think one person can really change the, like the dynamics of that group a lot, you know? So like, even if it's just in your relationship, like you like kind of like engaging that conversation, you know, starting that conversation, like we'll, we'll, we'll make them open up more. Um, and likewise, like if you're in a group with your friends, you know, and like they're acting foolish, especially if they're guys, like, and you set the tone, you know, that can like really make a difference. Um, so yeah, just like being an example. Yeah. Be an example. I mean, it comes back to like how we started this episode, you know, talking about like just communicating, being a part of conversation. Um, I mean, it's all part of it. All right. That's all we got for episode three. Thank you for listening to the Wary podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Also, be sure to check out our website at warymovement.com and follow us on Instagram at warymovement.